Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. We yield ourselves to your spirit. Have your way in us that we might be the people you've called us to be living for you demonstrating to the world your goodness your power in Jesus name Amen and Amen Hallelujah well a few weeks ago, we started uh, about about a month ago now, I guess it was. Uh, I felt the Spirit of God start to just begin to uh, move me in the direction of a of a message on self control. One of the gifts, one of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, self control, and in doing that, it's like I. I, I didn't get distracted, but I just it just he had me go down a different road, and we talked about two lists. We talked about the gifts of the spirit in First Corinthians chapter twelve, and then we talked about the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five. The gifts of the spirit is God working through us, and God wants to work through every one of us. But I feel like what's most important for every one of us is what God's doing in us. What, is, what, what am I allowing God to do in me? And one of the frustrations I think that's it, been in my life for a long time is that uh, I be, every, from time to time I become aware of the fact that had I been more disciplined, had I been more committed to the Lord, had I, had I surrendered more to him than I did, that I could be further along in God than I am. And I don't want to miss anything. I tell you... The world is changing, folks. I'm telling you, this, this world is crazy and getting crazier. It really is. And we are going to have to be close to God to survive, to stay sane, and to make it in these last days. I don't mean to be a, a, a doom and gloomer, but I just, when I look at the news, I see things happening. It's like, anyway, I don't want to get on that soapbox, but... Last week, anyway, last week I felt like we were supposed to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And I thought we were going to finish. And when, this, when Sunday was over, I got home and I, said to, and I said to Susie, I said to my wife, we never did self-control. We did, all the, we did all the fruit of the Spirit, but we didn't do self-control. I left it out. And I guess God did that because he wanted me to talk about it today in a little more detail than I would have last Sunday. So I want to share for just a little while this morning on the fruit of the Spirit uh, being self-control. And uh, that's an important one. And You know, something, uh, something else I, uh, I kind of became aware of this week. You notice it, it's a list of nine, nine things. It's love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I got them. Uh, but it's not, you notice it doesn't say the fruits, plural. It doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit. It says the fruit, singular, of the Spirit. The fruit is made up of those nine qualities. It's one fruit. It's not, not nine fruits. It's one fruit with, with nine aspects. It's kind of like in the Old Testament. The, the, Mo, the law of Moses is never called the laws. Now, it's made up of several, the law is made up of several, you might say, laws, but it's never referred to as the laws, plural. It's always referred to as the law. God sees it as one. And that's why when it, when it comes to following, earning our salvation, being right with God by following the law, you can't because the Bible says if you break one, if you just break one law, you've broken the whole thing. It's like you broke the whole thing because it's, it's a unit. It's a unit. It's a, it's a, there's a oneness about it. And so I want to just share a little bit about this one aspect of it. Uh, self-control this morning, which is to me very, uh, very important. And God's been getting on my case. I, I tell you, uh, I'm, I am preaching to myself uh, week after week. God's really uh, just, not, not in a bad way. He's loving me and he's saying, come on, come up higher. I want you to come up higher. Uh, Self-control, praise God. The King James, in the, if you read the fruit of the Spirit in the King James Bible, it says instead of self-control, it says temperance. And uh, I think that's it's the meaning of, of temperance has, has kind of been uh, associated with just one particular aspect of it, which is uh, abstaining from alcohol. But it really means temperate in the sense of self-restrained, controlled, and disciplined. It's, it's, it's our will submitted to the will of God, to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. What is self-control? I found this definition. I thought it was good. It's the ability to control one's emotions, behaviors, and desires in order to obtain something uh, better. So people... And this, this applies not just in, in the spiritual realm, it applies in the natural realm. There's people in the, in the natural realm that, uh, that are disciplining themselves to achieve uh, a particular goal. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Michael Malachi back there. Now, I'm going to pick on you today, Michael. That's what you get for coming. But he's in, he's in medical school. And that, you know, that takes, self that takes a lot of discipline to make it through that kind of a program. But he, but he, he's doing. He's he's controlling himself. He's disciplining himself in order to achieve a greater end, and that's what self-control is. And it applies again in the world as well as in in, in the spiritual realm. Look what it says in First Corinthians. I mean, it turns me to First Corinthians chapter nine. The Apostle Paul. writes to the Corinthian church in verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. 
So he said, even in the world, people, people that are athletic, people that are striving to, to go to the Olympic Games or whatever, they exercise self-control. And they do it for a worldly purpose. But God wants us to do it for a spiritual purpose, in order to draw closer to him, in order to our life be more uh, submitted to him. Self-control uh, applies to every aspect of our life, in our emotions, in our, in our words, and in our, in our deeds. I know that for a long time I struggled uh, with, uh, I, I would be like, a, I, would, I would get frustrated and I would, I would uh, I'd get angry. I'd yell and, and yell and scream. And, you pastor, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't always this nice. But I was like a volcano. And I think a lot of guys are like that. I, was, I kept everything in. I, I, and then all of a sudden I would explode. I'd yell and I'd scream. I'd throw something. I'd punch the wall or whatever. But that, I was out of control. And God had to get on me. And he said, you need to control yourself. And just because you feel like giving somebody a piece of your mind doesn't mean you have to. The Spirit of God will help us to, to be the kind of people that he's called, to walk in love, to be gentle and kind and patient. All those things that God wants for us, he, we can be that way if we surrender ourselves to the, to the, to the Holy Spirit and to God. But self-control, the Spirit producing, the Spirit producing these qualities, maturing us in these qualities, is what God wants. Not just one or two, but every aspect of it. And for the last few weeks, uh, I've been really kind of looking at myself and saying, God, how can I change? How can I draw closer to you? Show me, Lord, what areas of my life need to come up higher. Because I want to be the per- I want I want everything that you have for me. You know, so when you say self-control, uh, some people might say, uh, but pastor, I thought the Holy Spirit was supposed to be in control. And yeah, he is. But he can only be in control to the degree that I, by the exercise of my will, cooperate, yield, and submit to his direction. I'll say that again. Yes, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be in control of my life, but he can only be in control to the degree that I, by the exercise of my will, by surrendering my will to him, cooperate, yield, and submit to his directions. God is almighty, and God is all-powerful. But there's one thing that can cancel what God wants to do in my life, and that's me. That's my will. God has given us free will. He's given us the ability to choose, and he'll never violate that. When Adam and Eve were about to sin, when they were about to, to, to fall in the garden, God didn't say, wait a minute, I'm going to jump in there and stop this. No, he gave, them a, he gave them a choice. He said, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they chose to. And God had to let them because he gave them free will. And God gives you and I free will. And the degree, the degree that I walk with God, the degree that I experience him in my life, is up to me and my will, my my. Uh, my Submitting to him and to his desires for my life. The Holy Spirit can say don't, but we do it anyway. The Holy Spirit can say stop, but we keep going. I can overrule what God wants in my life. I don't have to submit. 
Self is strong, but self is required. If I'm going to be all that God wants me to be, it has to involve me. It has to involve my will. I have to voluntarily submit to what God wants for me. We see that in other aspects of the scripture. For example, in the scriptures, whenever, whenever the scripture talks about humility, <clears throat> whenever it talks about humility, it, it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He who humbles himself will be exalted. But he who, he who is proud, God is against the proud, but he's for the humble. But we have to humble ourselves. We have to yield to God's dealing in our life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1, listen, listen to what it says. It says, therefore, having these precious promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh. There it is again. It's my part. Let us cleanse ourselves of all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. God wants me to, to live a holy life, but that holy life depends on my making decisions, my saying no to some things, and my giving myself up to God. In Romans chapter 12, it's a similar thought. The Apostle Paul said, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Who's going to present my body to God? Who's going to, who's going to symbolically put, put my body on the altar? I am. If I don't do it, it doesn't get done. So my will is involved in, be, in drawing close to God and living for God and being the person that God wants me to be. I have to surrender myself to the will of God in my life. Self-control applies to more than just physical aspects like, uh, like eating or handling your finances. It's, it's not just about making choices that I think are right for me. Self-control here speaks of, of making decisions that God wants for me, yielding to what God wants. Look what it says in Matthew. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. In Matthew 26, this is Jesus after the Last Supper in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it says in verse 39, well, in verse 38, it says, He said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he was, when he was facing uh, the cross, when he was facing this torture and this horrible death that was coming, he's pleading with him, My father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. That, that's what he wants in the natural. That's what his flesh wants. His flesh doesn't want to have to go through this. But he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. He chooses what God wants. See, sometimes our flesh wants to do something, and the Spirit of God wants us to go in a different direction, wants us to, to do something else. Our flesh has to, has to want it, and our flesh has to choose it. So self-control is not just about controlling our will, but it's, but it's submitting ourselves to the will of God in every aspect of our life, emotionally, physically, 
financially, being the person that God wants me to be, submitting myself to his will and his direction. Following that list in, first, in Galatians chapter 5, following the list of the, list, the fruit of the Spirit, the next verse, Galatians 5.24 says this, Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. This is what self-control is all about. It's about crucifying the flesh so that we can do the will of God. You know, the question I ask myself is, what do, what do I want most? Do I want my will or God's will? And, I, and I, I really can say honestly, I want God's will for me. I want everything he wants, everything he has. For me. I want everything God has for me. I want to be the person he's got. I want to be totally sold out to him. I don't want to miss it in any way. God, I'm so hungry for more. I feel there's so much more of God that's available to us. I feel like I'm, I'm, I just, something is changing in me. I'm becoming so desperate for more of God because I feel like it's what we're going to need for what's coming on the earth. We're going to have to be so close to him. We're going to have to know him because we're going to have to trust him in every situation. I'm hungry for God. I want to yield myself to him. I want to give myself for him. And it, it, it bothers me because one of, one of the weaknesses I feel like I've had in my life for, for, for my whole life has been a lack of, a real, real lack of self-discipline. When I was in the military, but people say, but you were in the military. <clears throat> Yeah, but when I was in the military, everybody else was telling me what to do. As long as somebody else was telling me to do, I, I was fine. But when I, but when I stepped out of that situation, when I, when I started uh, just living for myself, living on my own, I found out that I didn't have as much self-discipline as I thought. And I've struggled with it. It's been a, a struggle for me to really to surrender to, to God in some ways. But I'm doing better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But I want what God wants. I pray that you want what God wants. I pray that every one of us here would say, God, yes, whatever you want for my life, I'll do it. Whether my flesh likes it or not, I want, I want to submit to you. I want to surrender to you. I want, to, I want this self-control to be exercised in my life to such a degree that you feel you can do anything with me and use me for your glory. A lot of people... Exercise self-control in the natural. You know, they eat right, they work out, they get in shape. Why? Because they want to look good. You know, they want, they, they want to be healthy. They want to be strong. Or they're studious. They really apply themselves academically because for whatever reason, they want to achieve a certain, a certain goal. Or a certain. But all that originates from a, from a selfish and a self-centered motive. They're doing it for themselves and not for God. But biblical control... Biblical self-control is choosing by the act of our will to yield to the will of the Spirit in every aspect of our life. You know, it's one thing to be touched by God. It's another thing altogether to allow Him to take control of our lives. And that's what I want. And that's what I want for everyone. You know, just totally sold out to God, whatever it is He wants. A lot of people have been touched by God, but have never really, never really changed never really surrendered their whole, their whole life to God. There's this part of us that wants to hang on. but We have to allow God to work his work in us if we're going to 
be what he wants us to be. You know, I thought uh, allowing self-control to work in me is like putting a bit in a bridle on a horse. Because when you do that, you don't take away his strength, but you channel him. And, uh, you know, the, a horse without a bit in a bridle just kind of does what he wants. Runs where he wants, goes where he goes. But now, if he, if he, allow, if he, if he will allow that bit in that bridle to come upon him, uh, instead of just running wild and doing what he wants, he comes under the control of someone else and becomes much more useful, comes productive. You can do some. And that's what I want. I want God to put his bit and his bridle on me and to direct my life into exactly what he wants, to funnel my strength for his glory. Hallelujah. I want to be useful to God. I want everything God wants for me. And if self-control is the key, yielding myself to the will of God, giving myself to him, and God is not looking for perfection in anyone. Well, he, he desires that we be perfect, but he, progress. Am I making progress step by step? Am I, am I drawing closer to God on a day-to-day, on a week-to-week, on a month-to-month, on a year-to-year basis? Am I drawing closer to him? Does he see my heart that's hungering after him, that wants more of him, that's surrendering myself to every aspect of his will? I want that for me. I want that for you. I want that for everyone in this church. I want to see God move so desperately on the earth to convince this world, this crazy world, to convince him, <clears throat> to convince him that God is real. I'm so concerned for what's going on in the earth, but, I'm, but my hope is in God. My trust is in God. My faith is in God. He, he is sitting on the throne. And he, he knows the beginning from the end, and he's going to, make it, he's going to work a plan on the earth to bring glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Not my will. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. I pray that every one of us would just say that. Not out loud. Not out loud, but just in our own hearts. If you want more of God, just in your heart, say, just in your heart, tell them this morning, God, I want more of you. I surrender to you. Whatever aspect of my life is not under your control, I put it under your control this morning. I yield myself to you. I give myself to your Holy Spirit to have your way in my life, to produce in me the fruit that you desire, that I would be a light to shine in the world, that I'd be conformed to your image, that people would see you in me and through me. Help us, Lord, to be that people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.